This is Body Talk, where we explore your inner universe. Hi, everybody. David Lasondak here. Welcome to Body Talk. And I am so excited to have with me today, Rochelle Clausen and Nicole Tremblay of Anatomy Scapes. And I have to tell you, as somebody who is an anatomy nerd, loves anatomy, you think you've seen it all. And then I saw what they were doing on anatomy scapes. And I went, Oh, my God, what am I looking at? You know, like those deep space photographs from the Hubble telescope. And you're like, wow, what is that? That's the way I felt looking at the work that anatomy scapes is putting out there. And they're doing it in such a fun, accessible way. I had to invite them on Nicole and Rochelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here. Thank you so much. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your background before we dig deep into anatomy scapes? Okay, I guess I'll, I'll go first. Um, well, I guess it's our background at some level. We, we have different backgrounds before we met, but Nicole and I actually have been colleagues and friends for what did we figure like 19 years better now? part of 20 years yeah wow. which is just incredible and our lives you know have continued to intersect at different points and one of the the big intersections was when we both run our massage practices here in san diego california and 2020 hit <laughs> and so we got back together again just trying to figure out how to get through that time period um, with our massage practices so Obviously, I've been a massage therapist also for that length of time. And um, my background leading to massage therapy um, was varied. I have a degree in psychology. Um, I have a pretty th thick background in ballet and um, theater and mime and, and uh, that kind of stuff that was more for myself. It never panned out to be a career. Um, and I worked in the legal field for a while, but all of it ended me up finding out where I wanted to be, which was studying the where the mind and the body intersect and the physical form that contains our emotional, spiritual existence. And so, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and I've been... I've been a body worker for just about the same amount of time. And um, my background is in biology and biochemistry. And yeah, I was got on a bachelor's degree in biology, right? Yes. And okay. I was on a hardcore track, pre-med, all that. And um, I was 22, took a hard turn to the other direction. Oh. No way I was going into that culturally. Just... Um, and went off and uh, did some work in social justice for a while. And I ended up with, an, with a desk job injury in, um, in my shoulder and ended up in physical therapy and lucked out with a physical therapist who loved doing manual therapy. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them are True. brutal. Some of them are mm -hmm. brilliant. <laughs> and she was some really of them are cranking yank and you got mm -hmm. a brilliant one. I got a brilliant one. I lucked out and um, she got me started down reconnecting to biology and anatomy and um, learning about the pec minor and all <laughs> these parts of my anatomy that one I just my top five I favorite, favorite muscles. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beauty. When did you first pick up a scalpel? Myself, I did some dissect, not cadaver, human cadaver dissection work, but I was definitely doing dissection work in. Um, in undergrad and then really not until uh, the past uh, 
what is it? A little over a year ago with Rochelle that I was actually in the human cadaver lab. So a lot of my anatomy study had been hands-on on real live humans. And uh, yeah. And then, then, then we got to see below the surface. So for, for my work with the doing dissection, as, as you know, David, cause I've even yes, been on the podcast before. Yeah, so we'll, we'll share again. I, it was, um, it's getting close to, I think we're getting upwards of seven years ago, I think was my first dissection course was with Gil Headley. Gil Headley yeah. And that was after knowing about his work for a good decade before for that, um, finally got to one of the labs. And then after that, had the opportunity to work with the uh, fascial net plastination project and was doing dissection with the body worlds crew in Germany at the plastinarium for the past four years, off and on many times per year, um, sometimes staying for a month at a time and getting very familiar with the routine of doing 40 hours a week in the dissection lab, which was an incredible experience, which led me to have the confidence to keep going with it. Uh, once I got back here to San Diego. Yeah. And I, I can definitely say from the conversations you and I had as friends, like you really got the bug and you got it bad. And that's uh-huh. good for all of us because you have gone on and created this amazing oppor- educational opportunity uh-huh. called anatomy scapes which is more than just workshops. I mean, when I look at this, there is the potential for learning in person in the lab, which is always the best, but uh, you've got e-learning opportunities. uh, You've got this dissection club idea. And Mm -hmm. um, why don't we start with uh, something I've already signed up for, which uh, just really tickled me uh, pink, the anatomy lovers e-box. We all love getting a box that we can open that has a surprise. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. This is so next level. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, let me talk about the motivation of starting that. And then I'm letting Nicole talk more about the box and kind of how that evolved. I think when I started doing the dissection work with Body Worlds, one of the biggest passions that led me to that is that as I have been studying connective tissue and fascia and just anatomy for my massage practice and getting more specific into the fascia world of it, I was very frustrated by how little physical, um, visual representation there was of the fascial system as, as any of us that have studied, no, there's a lot of reasons for that, but either way, it was just difficult to listen to scientific research being explained and not really having a visual sense in my own body as to what that looked like. I had no conceptualization of it. So anything that brings fascia, the fascial system, the relationship of stuff into a visual space I'm in, I'm in. And I really hope that there's going to be more and more creativity in that space of um, being able to convey, whether it's in three dimensions, like they do with the body world's plastinates or in two dimensions with better photography, better drawings, better artwork that helps us to understand this really complex tissue that's difficult um, to convey. So this desire for visual representation, as well as good scientific um, explanation uh, was kind of where Nicole and I went when we started looking at how can we share what we're seeing in the lab with a wider audience. And so as Anatomy Scape started to develop, I'll let Nicole talk a little bit more about what the box is. <laughs> well, let me, let me also say that. So we've been in the lab together, um, mostly just the two of us yeah. for the past, um, since January, 2020, no, 2021 and, uh, and a half almost yeah. documenting, uh, photographing, getting much better photographing and producing these images. And 
we realize that some of the images are really phenomenal and helpful and some at first glance aren't as um it's cadaver imagery and it it doesn't necessarily um it may be a little hard to look at sometimes. It's intense. Intense. Well, yeah, it's no, intense. It is, but, yeah, I, I think any, <laughs> and, anybody who's been in a cadaver lab has a very different relationship with the first lunch they have after they've spent the morning in yeah, a cadaver lab. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. So we started playing with a little photographic art and uh, taking some of these images that may be a little raw and primal and turning them more into artistic creations that still somehow convey the, um, the technical aspects of, of what you're seeing collagen fibers or in, you know, part of an organ or muscle fibers yet puts, um, we we're calling it, what are we calling it? Dig digital pixie dust in there yes, to I make it a, I love that. a piece of art and, <laughs> and make it beautiful and something that we want to right. hang on our walls. We want yeah, to like. Well, no, on, okay. So on your website. Okay. So when you go to their website, anatomyscapes.com, you're going to see there's this anatomy gallery that you enter your email in and it gets you a pass into the anatomy gallery. And there's like a person sitting there in an art gallery and there's like four <laughs> framed photographs of these anatomy <laughs> things. And, and they are absolutely beautiful works of art that come from yeah. the inside. And that was what really struck me when I first saw what you were doing, because I could see, wow, this is astonishingly accurate and astonishingly beautiful in a way I've never seen before. And I should also point out to the listeners, these are all fresh tissue. Uh, mm -hmm. yes. So yes. it's very, very different than the embalmed stuff, which is uh, much less pretty. Um, so it's as accurate as uh, a real life dead person can be. But the, <laughs> you know, the, the clinical accuracy and the artistic digital pixie dust uh, yeah. really shines through in a way that I think just is so evocative of both both sides, the artistic and the intellectual. So kudos. There's a partnership that has gone on for centuries of the study of anatomy with the anatomist yes. and the artist. Right. And I, I think that that relationship- yeah, no, oftentimes not. You have the man that's, and I say man, because it was men only. That's it's another okay. big difference, right? So they, the the men that we know who were the famous anatomists. Women and couldn't then, be trusted with scalpels because they would have slipped the throats <laughs> of the men. Come on. Of course, with all their work in the kitchen, they probably have always been better at it. But well, that leaves, <laughs> that's up for One debate. would think I can debone a chicken, I can debone a human. <laughs> and the needlework and the craft work and everything that comes up when you're doing dissection, it feels so similar to sewing or to the detail work that um, I grew up learning how to do as, as a kid in, in home ec class and all of that. Um, but this relationship between art and uh, or artists and the scientists, I think, is is really something that we're also um, enjoying recapturing with this, um, you know, being just clinically accurate is cool, but it also can be, like you said, hard to look at. And when I see the things that I'm discovering, uncovering, rediscovering inside the human body, I am so profoundly struck by the beauty of the colors, the textures, the patterns, the relationships. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an absolute gallery within us of beauty. And I think sometimes it's not always conveyed that way, especially when you're working with uh, fixed tissue, it's all Brown, it's dried out. 
you can see the structures maybe more solidly because it has a tendency to make things stiffer. Um, so the separation between things is easier to distinguish, which we like because we like put things in their little boxes and say, this is this and that is that. But in the reality, they live a much more blended, harmonious kind of life. And, and being able to capture that in fresh tissue with color um, to see those patterns and be able to convey them in a way that makes people not go, ew, but instead they go, ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. has been really, really cool. Right. And I just completely echo what you said. That's as we work with these tissues up close, that's, we have so much awe at what we're seeing and we wanted to find a way to convey, convey that. Um, well, you, your pictures without... do convey mm-hmm. awe and wonder. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Thank so, you. so if I subscribe to the anatomy lovers e-box, which by the way, I have, the first one's coming out, the first one's coming out like in another week or so what's yeah. uh, without spoiling anything, uh, what's going to be in the box. Oh, what's going to be in the box. So every box. month, every month we take one image from our work in the lab. It could be an organ. It could be, you know, a region of the body. It could be a type of tissue, a type of fascia. And we take, we produce what's called, what we're calling an art card. So it's an, a stylized image with our digital pixie dust that's downloadable. We want people to share it. We want people to put it as their desktop wallpaper. And we build the box around that theme. So oftentimes we might have uh, actual dissection in, uh, footage from the lab, a quick little two to three minute video where we're actually working with that tissue, explaining it. And that's, that's the real, (laughs) real anatomy there. That one, there's no pixie dot. There's good framing and good dissection and good good lighting, lighting. clean dissection, clean framing. Yeah. yeah. But Mm -hmm. no, no pixie dust on that one. And so there's often that imagery um, often we'll do a little bit of a research literature review and put together what we're calling our anatomy zine. And sometimes we're going to get crazy depending on what we're putting <laughs> forward that month. We may have an art and craft project to do that's related to that. I saw so that, of- like, like kind of an experiential textural kind of thing. Can, can it you could be. A spoiler? It can could you give be. Us a sneak preview? Mm-hmm. Should we? <laughs> well, we'll give you an maybe, example. Maybe from, not. Maybe not. We'll give, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you an example from our, our workshops, maybe. Yeah. So okay, in sure. our, let's see, in our pelvic workshop and our anterior pelvis workshop, we spend a lot of time looking at the abdominal muscles and the rectus sheath. And these are, there's a lot of muscles and a lot of layers of tissues going through there and they're on top of each other and they've got, the relationships are changing rapidly. So we actually put a little kit together in our workshop for our students and participants to actually build erect a sheath and build the layers and kind of learn the relationships that way. It's pretty, it's cute, it's colored felt, um, but it's it's hands-on. It gives them a break from the uh, graphic intensity of the actual lab and, and lets them kind of use a different part of their brain to create something to deepen their learning. So that's, that's an example of a craft we've put together. Mm-hmm. We can't reveal anything else. <laughs> and we know, we You're know that to our, subscribe to find out. it's right. Our, our you know, t- hands-on professionals are hands-on people. They're tactile by nature. And a lot of their information comes in through their fingertips, through their hands, through the pressure zones as they, you know, work with bodies. So we recognize that sitting reading is, um, 
is great. And a lot of us do that too, but it's so nice to be able to have something that takes it into the zone where we are used to gathering so much information, which is truly with our hands. And, and I want to pause here and share something with you and with our listeners. But uh, my friend and friend of the show, Liz Stewart, and I were talking today and she had just found out about anatomy escapes and she was so fired up. Cause she, she's very, she is very, she's like uber tactile. And she's like, at last I'm, I'm seeing images that make me want to learn even more about what differentiating what I'm feeling. Cause it, it 30 wow. plus years into her career, she's built up incredibly sensitive hands. And that's where her focus is, is how can I make them even more um, discriminating? And how can I even better distinguish what I'm feeling under my hands? And she was like, I, I, I think anatomy escapes is it for me. So another, another big feather in the anatomy <laughs> there for you guys. That's, um, you know, you, you need to know that you need the kudos because you're just so great. Out. So th this was such an ambitious thing to put together. What oh was the gosh. <laughs> We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to turn this into a thing. Well, as we're, as we're recording here, our first one is coming out this Friday. So yeah. that's exactly what we're thinking. <laughs> like, what <laughs> what are we thinking? thinking? <laughs> this is so ambitious. But yeah. this, this entire project, we both have full-time massage practices yeah. and yeah. very full lives. This is all the extra, extra we're doing in our lives and with ridiculous numbers of hours a week. And it absolutely <laughs> 100% has to be ridiculous ridiculously fun for yeah. us. And so this idea of sharing these images, we wanted it to be, we didn't want just like, here, subscribe to our website and come see right. our images. And you, mm -hmm. you just cons consume on demand. You forget you have a subscription you keep paying and you never use it. So we wanted to put together a, a fun packaging that would get pushed out to people every month so that they'd be reminded and excited to actually mm -hmm. engage with this material and to not have it be overwhelming with, you know, yeah. eight hours of footage, um, which can be, you know, you could definitely consume that, but we wanted it to be uh, small size, not bite size. Yeah. I know it's we hesitate to use the word bite size. It's like bite the food analogy is not really good anatomy. in this space, yeah. but the idea is there, right? Yeah. 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 So, so Okay. So, so you offer a couple of other things uh, yeah. as part of this, this, this package deal. And one is the dissection club and the other is mm -hmm. the anatomy lounge. And those sound like <laughs> there's a relationship between the two, but that they're just, they're, they're very much different things. So no cocktails. <laughs> yeah. The lounge is coffee. It's a coffee lounge. We okay. we've had so much fun coming up. Michelle. Yeah. No, I only drink decaf just for the record. So everyone knows. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that. I can't tell you. <laughs> I had to stop drinking caffeine. Literally the first week of massage school, our very first technique was learning how to do the face massage and both hands on the sternum, sweeping up the neck across the chin. And then my hands went quiver, quiver, quiver across the eyes and forehead. I was like, oh yeah, that's not going to work. And so that was the last day I had caffeine for a regular world. Yeah. So, so the coffee lounge or the anatomy anatomy lounge. Well, we wanted to do, so this box, it does come back to the box, this e-box, which is the anatomy lovers e-box. We wanted to, um, have value all over it, like wherever we could put it, you know, we're having to put tons of hours into preparing each small thing 
and it may be consumed quite quickly. Like, okay, I've looked at that. Now what? And so we're like, what else can we do? And we really are both very much wanting to build better community with um, like-minded anatomy lovers. And so I thought, you know what, if we just give like a once a month pass that you can come and hang out with us for an hour, and we will literally talk about anything that um, is, uh, is up for discussion in your mind about questions about anatomy. It's not a place to diagnose, treat, or prescribe. It's about understanding tissue. And so it's not, oh, I have this client who has, that's not really our focus. Our focus is understanding anatomy. And I think we tend to go more towards how do, what's the technique that works because we don't understand the anatomy. If we can understand yeah. like what's actually in the tissue, mm -hmm. you can do a thousand techniques that would probably all have some level of effect, mm -hmm. but it's not about that as much as like understanding mm -hmm. the basics. And so for me, I wanted a space. Like, how can we get a yeah. space where we can hang out and talk? Zoom has made it so easy for people. We all know how to do Zoom now that we can, you know, bring other images into the space. We can bring in guest presenters or speakers, but it's more of a space where we can have conversation. It's a place to connect and a place to um, share what we're seeing and learning in the lab that month. Um, and then maybe evoking some more questions from who's in the lounge with us. Uh, casual space to, to connect, ponder, reflect, question, and explore. This, this sounds so much better than Clubhouse. Yeah, well, I mean, Clubhouse is a great platform, right? It's so easy to plug into it, yeah. but um, it is only audio. I think the visual part of it will be really fun. I just want to dial it back a second to something you said, Rochelle, because you reminded me of what one of my teachers from Germany once said, Christoph Sommer. And he said, if you know the anatomy and you know what you're trying to do, technique is irrelevant. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about, which is, is so cool. Yeah. It really is. This I'm trying to go from here to here and get this result. So yeah, this is and, and not to minimize people's techniques. I think really no. what it does is it makes you understand your technique. Like you understand why you're doing it, what it's doing. There's a better sense of acuity and precision to your tech. Any technique you're already using just suddenly becomes so much more meaningful when you really get past those muffling layers to know what that subtle thing is that you're perceiving that's beneath the surface. Yeah. Anatomy comes alive. Mm, so how true. is the anatomy lounge different from the dissection club? Which Ooh, I take it as a second. Very different. So the anatomy yeah. lounge can be joined anywhere in the world, right? Because it's an online kind of gathering. Whereas the dissection club is an in-person thing that's here in San Diego, happens on a regular basis. And it's really for independent study in a community space. So you are coming in to do dissection with us. It's not a class. It's not where we have curriculum and we don't have crafts, unfortunately, that you have to come to a workshop for. <laughs> But it's a space where if you have perhaps already taken a five-day training and you want to go more, you want to learn more, you want to dive into one area or you want to see or learn, um, it's a great space for people to continue their education. And if it's um, your first time in the lab, it may be jumping in the deep end pretty fast, but we're going we're gonna to hold the space for that too, so that we can take you in slowly to actually learning for you to do the dissection um, in a supported space and uh, we'll have additional kind of uh, materials to support that process as well. Yeah, because I have to say, even for myself, it would be a little intimidating to walk into your lab because I've never, I've only worked with embalmed and fixed tissues. In fact, we were not mm. allowed mm -hmm. to touch the uh, unembalmed 
cadavers. Oh. We, we could we could look at them discreetly from a distance, maybe by the forcep, <laughs> but they were like very, it was very, very verboten. That's just for the the, the super uh, super skilled people. But tell us about your lab because it's not like you have your own lab per se. Right. But right. So good so why partnership. Don't you explain that yeah. to the listeners. Yeah, we do. Yeah, go ahead. How you're doing so this, yeah. We, we, um, in fact, we partnered with a bioskills lab here in San Diego. So we, um, what's the, we what's the bioskills lab? So their, um, their primary client customer base in terms of the people who they serve are, um, surgical companies, uh, surgeons, um, surgical implant, surgical device companies who need a, a lab to, uh, produce trainings and to, how to you do, for example, mesh surgeries or, you know, a new techniques. So they have cadavers and a whole lab set up around being able to, to teach, um, uh, their surgical procedures or, mm-hmm. uh, new surgical devices. Mm-hmm. So we're able to go, it's all set. It's completely set up for this. It's not a dedicated dissection lab at all. In fact, we're no, probably, we're it. I think there's nobody doing dissection so there. Kind of, so it's kind of a little fun to come in and we're the massage therapist and every, everyone else they serve are surgeons. surgeons yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got incense burning sometimes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, this lab is a, a lab that, um, I didn't know was here. And I, you know, it's like, we've been to maybe um, some of the te- teachers of, of, of a dissection in the space, whether here in the UK or in Germany or wherever, but to know that like, well, where, where's the place that you can actually do dissection outside of an academic setting. So if you're not in a university setting in a medical program, how do you, how do you access uh, dissection? And the truth is it's extremely limited. There is not a lot available, which is why we're so excited to do what we're doing is that it's a real privilege that this um, particular lab is willing to work with us. You know, there is a lot around donor programs and about what it is that the donors are expecting for their remains to be used for. And in truth, it is very much a restricted space and mostly a for medical purposes only. This is not for entertainment. Um, and, and even not for just general education for the general public. It really is for, for people who are working in professional spaces that are licensed professionals. Um, and this particular lab director is very supportive of the massage therapy industry and even of Pilates and yoga, that that they are working with people who are managing pain. And in that kind of space, she has a very integrative thought process around what medical encompasses. And so um, she's been allowing us to work out of that space with a great deal of her support to make it happen for us. She thinks it's, it's excellent. Um, so the, and, and the lab I didn't know was here until my dear friend and yours, Lori Demitz, um, came out here with Leslie Kamenoff to do a dissection workshop. And so I was like, wait, where is it? She's like, it's in San Diego. I'm like, I live in San Diego. Where is it? I think <laughs> I would so, know. <laughs> well, I think I would, but I had no idea that this category of, uh-huh. of, of thing existed, that a bioskills lab was something that even was out there. Um, it can be very cost preventative as you would well imagine. And we are, we have worked with them and are working with ourselves to also try to keep the cost as affordable as possible. So people can come for just a two day workshop or a one day dissection club meeting um, without having to take off a whole week from work or a f- plane ticket somewhere far away. Um, 
trying to give access both in time as well as affordability. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed is that it is it is very reasonable. You've managed to find a model that could work for anybody. And I know I've got like listeners in Central Europe. They're not going to be able to come to San Diego, but they can do the e-box or they right. can join the lounge. It's like you've really made this approachable for everybody. And I, I just want to applaud you for that. So what's coming up next? I think you have a couple of live in-person workshops coming up really soon. So mm-hmm. tell us about those. May and June. Mark That's your right. calendars. Okay. <laughs> you get your calendars date? out. Get them wrong. Oh my God. I'm going to get them wrong too. Oh my God. <laughs> Please look at the website to verify what we're about to say is true. <laughs> the May workshop, I believe is May 3rd and 4th. If it's not, it's the 4th and 5th, no, but it's, it's May Wednesday 4th and Thursday. And 5th. Fourth and fifth. I'm looking at it right we will be now. in the lab. They are the working third, so hard. Prepping. They can't think about yes. schedules right now. They're just trying <laughs> to get this ready. Okay. So don't, don't be hating on my guests here, listeners. Well, we have May a full day in the lab. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. We have a full day in the lab to prep before they get there to make sure that we have everything done. We, we have a, a way of also accelerating the learning so that you can come to the lab for just two days and still see a lot. If you've been at a dissection lab at all, you'll probably know that dissection goes really slowly. And um, in order to do a really clean dissection that's elegant. It takes time. Um, Swift can happen, but Swift can be alarming. (laughs) So we do, um, we do two, uh, two specimens for each workshop is our, that we have a one, the specimen that's been untouched. And we start to take you through the layers from the skin on down to get you to understand what you're touching from the surface to just below the surface to deeper below the surface. And then the second specimen, we pre-dissect a large element of it so that we have it ready. I liken it very much to the cooking shows <laughs> where they put everything together <laughs> and then they put it in the oven and then they open a different oven and they pull it out already cooked and ready. I'm, to go. I'm watching Julia right now on HBO. So I'm just creating okay. <laughs> this whole anatomy spinoff in my head for a Netflix right. limited series, but keep going. Yeah. So, and then you know, go ahead and tell me what the breakdown. So, the so, is. and then the June workshop is June 1st and 2nd. And these are workshops that we developed last year. They're both developed around the anatomy of the female pelvis. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the, and we, we did it from a massage therapist perspective. So the first one is it's the anterior pelvis, but it's in supine. So yeah, if I we have, a, you have supine and you have prone. Yeah. So if we really have, interesting way to do it. Yeah. So that if we have a client in, in supine, what structures are we, are we more likely to be accessing? And so we, um, we're, we're doing this in supine in May and prone in June Mm -hmm. and it's pelvic fascia. So it's not just pelvic anatomy. It's we're looking at the fascial layers and the fascial continuity is starting from the skin. And we spend a surprising amount of time going between the skin <laughs> to get down to the first deep, deeper layers of fascia, because that is what we're touching as body workers. Mm-hmm. So all the muscles we think we're touching all the fa- deeper fascia we think we're affecting is we've got to be able to work with the skin in that superficial subcutaneous layers first. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we spend a really, I love that time mm-hmm. that we spend taking them, particularly if it's their first time in through those layers, because that is what they need to understand as they're touching um, these other structures. But that May workshops in supine. So we're doing the whole front of the pelvis, which includes the abdominals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we center some attention around the pubic bone, uh, inguinal ligament. And then the super exciting part <laughs> is we go into the belly. So we actually go into the abdominal cavity and oh, because it's a female, a female form fingers crossed, it has a uterus and we'll spend some time exploring some of the uterine ligaments and some of the, uh, though, fascial though, continuity but though fingers crossed, if it doesn't have a uterus, then you can explore what things are like when things have been surgeried and how the That's body right. puts yeah. itself back together. So it becomes a different kind of learning experience, but I get the That's fingers right. crossed. That's right. Yes. And usually, I mean, I should say, usually we've had all, we've had some where there's, you know, there's Everything is still there remarkably, um, which isn't, I've actually, we had a higher percentage of our female specimens that have still had full uterus ovaries, everything, which has been, is, is actually relatively rare in these days. Hysterectomies are very, very common. So it's been amazing to see all of that, but then to have somewhere the uterus is not there, but the ovaries maybe, or there was one that one ovary was not there. Um, but to see the organization of all that in three dimensions is mind blowing. It is such a small space. And yet, as you get into it, you realize it just becomes so expansive to see how how much goes on in the, in our pelvis, including the relationship of our, of our intestines and the relationship of our omentum and the appendix and all these other guys that are all living together in that space and how they relate to each other is, is so it, there's just a lot of wow in the room when people are, are investigating all that. I think because it is a, a bowl more or less that there is a three-dimensional element to it that cannot be conveyed in two dimensions. I you absolutely just can't agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. That is probably one of the, the whole pelvic bowl, pelvic floor, pelvic mm-hmm. foyer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, that's exactly. been one of the, it's complicated. We're, we're, we're getting parquet tile in our pelvic floor. Um, <laughs> that's been one of the hardest things for me to really literally wrap my head around. Yeah. Because then again, you go from a two-dimensional anatomy text and then you go from, I don't want to say a two-dimensional body, but you got supine or prone, but really it's more of a standing three-dimensional thing. Yeah. So, so how does this change as you go from supine to prone a month later? So prone, we've got our, our form in, um, in prone position. So we're working on the posterior body and our, you know, we're doing similar stuff with the skin and some of the more superficial tissues, but our, our focus is heavily on the thoracolumbar fascia and lumbar area. And we get so much time on the glutes. We love the glutes. (laughs) And, and what's really important for us in this is, is less identifying the muscle exactly where it lives and it's beginning and ending, but it's relationship to the other tissues. And so we get to look at the glute max has a different relationship with the superficial fascia than totally maybe the lats do, or, you know, and, and we get to see that and, and we get to feel it with our hands and we get to feel it with the skin still on on one side and and then with the skin removed and really start thinking through what that what that might feel like in our living clients yeah i think for it's so much for me about understanding what's supposed to glide and what's not you know i think about anchoring fascia versus gliding fascia and there's so many mm-hmm. places where our fascia anchors and connects things and gives them stability and then there's so many areas where there's interfaces where there's slipperiness and there's glide and it's so fabulous and it's not always where you expect i think that's the thing that's sort of like we're still learning a lot and you know i mean on the selfish level like we're teaching this so we can learn more like we love to be able to so research I can learn more that right. is not, that is enlightened self-interest young lady 
we have not figured it out. We are figuring it out as we go. And we, we dissect, there's so many areas I still haven't dissected to the depth that I'm, I'm looking to. Um, but that's, what's so great about is we get led into different spaces and then we, we research those spaces and then we write about those spaces and then we photograph those spaces. And then we have something that we can share with others about it as well. But like, for example, there's a relationship between the gluteus maximus and the gluteus medius that is completely stable. And it's not just the superficial fascia that's anchoring them to each other. It's deep fascia. And that deep fascia is a continuous plane. And you, once you, however, once you find right where the right spot is, if you put your scalpel right in the right spot and you start to get right between and open and literally cut that fascial plane, you could slide your hand right under the glutes. And then you're sliding between the gluteus maximus and the gluteus medius. And it's like, I didn't know that was there because in a drawing, it just shows gluteus medius overlapped by gluteus maximus. And so to know that it's anchored on its superior edge um, and that it's not anchored on the rest of it, it allows for that gliding capacity that you need to move your hips and for the sciatic nerve to slide around and all this other stuff, vascular tissue, um, yeah, it changes the way you touch it. It changes the way you massage it. It changes the way you palpate or look for gliding areas versus stable areas. And knowing which is which prevents you from wailing on an area that is structurally intended to be stable. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's always those people who think that that's what you're supposed to right? do. No, I love this. I love this because I'm thinking more posterior, uh, inferior and lateral. There, there's a spot down there that I, I really see as an important junction point for a number of different structures that should be sliding. It's not in the anatomy books. I've never mm. seen it in a class, uh, but it's just one of those things that, you know, when you work long enough, you find things and they you seem to it. work and they seem to work for most people. So you're like, I think I know what this might be. So mm. after having been, how shall I say this cadavered out uh, <laughs> back in the mid two thousands to early 20 teens, having done dozens and dozens and dozens of video videography of classes hours. Uh, I'm really excited. It's not going to be in, in June to take one of these uh, prone pelvic fascia workshops with you. Uh, so I, I'm assuming you're going to repeat yeah. these in the future. It's all up. It's all up in the air, right? New company. We're just blooming and uh, we're, we're taking it on. We're kind of jumping off the deep end and hoping that uh, the, the, the net will catch us. Um, we obviously need people to take our courses, to be able to continue to offer our courses, but it's our plan. It's our plan. This year is a bit jam packed for us. So right now we only have these two workshops planned for the whole year. And the reason for that, yeah, that's it because the dissection club will continue. But as you well know, the uh, very big event of the fascia research Congress is in September of which I expect to be heavily involved in because I'm doing a pre-conference workshop um, with Lori Nemitz and, uh, and with Gary Carter about the FMPP and then of course the Congress and hopefully the display of Freya, the first fascial plastinate, uh, will be there as well. So I expect to be very involved with that. So knowing that our, our plates are full this year, we may squeeze one more in, in the, in the winter. Um, winter's a tough time for people though. So yeah, but, we'll but hey, we'll San see. Diego, San Diego we'll in winter. Well, that's true. Listen, listen, it's guys. true. listen to me, guys. There's a value <laughs> add amazing. here that they are not selling. But however, <laughs> there still are. So, but you're still going to do these twice a month dissection club dates. Yeah. Yeah. Which every are, four weeks on Tuesday and Thursday. Every, every four, four weeks. weeks on Tuesday and mm-hmm. Thursday. All right. Well, hey, 
thank you for making time in your busy schedules today with your full-time therapy jobs and your full-time learning in anatomy and in your brand new your brand new business, Anatomy Scapes. Thank it's you. a lot. And I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for the, having us on. I know you, you're such a big supporter of all the things that I've been involved with, with the previous to this. And we're just so excited to have you um, interested in it and sharing it with people. Uh, the biggest thing is we just want to get the word out because I think there's a lot of people who are interested in this kind of thing, but maybe haven't had an access point. And so we're just delighted to, to be that. And uh, yeah, it's, we're looking forward to growing the community. And you've very generously made a great offer to the Body Talk community. You can subscribe to the Anatomy Lovers eBox and get 20% off your first three months when you sign up at anatomyscapes.com and enter the promo code BODYTALK. We'll have it in the show notes, but thank you so much. Nicole, anything else? Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us. We are beyond excited to get our <laughs> image. I mean, ridiculously excited <laughs> to get our images out there and to get people yeah. into the lab and like be awestruck with us. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for this. You're welcome. So quit listening to me. Go look up anatomyscapes.com and be ready to be awestruck. Subscribe to the Anatomy Lovers e-box add promo code body talk and get 20% off your first three months. This is David Lasondak for body talk, where we explore your inner universe. See you next time. Thank you for listening to body talk, where we explore your inner universe. We appreciate all the support that you can give to the show. Go to Apple, leave a review, leave five stars, leave a narrative review wherever you can rate podcasts. It really helps make a difference. Or if you like, you can also go to our Patreon page and become a patron of the show for as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com slash Body Talk Radio. And share the show with your friends. Share it with your colleagues. Share it with your clients and patients. We really appreciate all the support. You can email me at bodytalkdavid at gmail.com. I always welcome suggestions for guests. I welcome your questions. It all helps the community come together, and I'll see you next time. Well, you'll hear me next time on Body Talk.